This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We're in Exodus chapter 30 this morning, verse 17, and God's told them to build a basin. And what is a basin? It's a giant pot. It's a giant bowl. And he says, the Lord said, make a bronze basin with its bronze stand for washing. Basically, it's a washing pot. And I say that to you, knowing that most people that I'm saying that to now don't know what a washing pot is. And most people who are older than me now would say, would understand what I was talking about, but understand that I'm 50. And that means that two thirds of the people in that would listen to this are younger than I am. They don't really know what a washing pot is. And the truth is a lot of people my age don't know what a washing pot is. They don't understand that people who were older than us, who lived in places that didn't have uh, uh, city water, didn't have a water faucet that they could turn on. They may had a. They may have had a. They lived out in the country and and they got their water from a from a spring or a, a running creek. Uh, they would have washing pots and they would uh, take baths or what basically is a sponge bath. Uh, they would sponge bathe themselves off and and they would not draw a complete bath, first of all, because it would take a lot of time to get that much water into a into a, a bathtub. Second of all, it would take uh, a lot of the water that maybe was in their well. Wells don't have endless supplies of water. You can sure enough, uh, you can uh, oftentimes uh, draw down draw down a well and not have any water, and it take a day for the water to refill or or to come back. I remember my papa talking about that was a good well. It had water all the time. This well, well, not as good. And then one of the neat things that came along back in the back, maybe seventy years ago, is they they had machines called pumps. Once electricity came in, they no longer had to draw the water; they could pump the water out. But still, we had the issue of not having enough water uh, in your well. Uh, to for everybody to take a bath, you sure didn't have that, and so uh, you would wash many times. Uh, people, uh, uh, folks who did not live in municipalities that had water supplied to the homes, they washed in a washing pot. And what they did is they just took a rag and they cleaned themselves with the rag and with soap, and they washed. And that's how they got clean. And that is a, that's a good way to take a bath. That's a good way to clean yourself off. 
And God is telling Moses to make one of these. In fact, he's telling him to make a big one. And it's going to be a fairly big one. I, I would imagine you actually probably could get into this one and take a bath. It wouldn't be as big as a bathtub, but it would have been a fairly big bowl that is on a bronze stand. Notice both both the washing pot, both the pot or the basin and the stand are made of bronze. And that means they, they that represents judgment. And so... Obviously, this washing is going to be based off of something that is sinful because you have judgment involved. And what is it? It's the Holy Spirit washing the dirt of the world off of you. It's basically cleansing yourself of worldliness. And that would be a picture. That would be the picture that we would have here. It's not an internal issue, which would have been your own personal sin, maybe sin nature, or your own personal actions of sin. What it is, the world, it's worldliness. It's washing the dirt, the grime, the sin of the world off of you. And it, we all get that. That's the whole. That's the whole conversation that Jesus had with Peter the night of the Lord's Supper. He Peter he went around. And he began to wash his disciples' feet. And Peter said, if you're going to wash me, you're not washing my feet, Lord. And and Jesus said, if, you, if I can't wash your feet, you can have no part in me. And what he's saying is, you can't have any real relationship with me unless you let me wash the world off your feet. And Peter said, well, wash my whole body. And Jesus told Peter, your whole body does not need washing. It's just your feet that need washing. And that's what touches the world. And that's, that is what the, the God's going to tell the priest here that they have to wash before they go into the temple. They have to wash their hands and their feet. And by the way, that's what touches the world. He he wants them to clean their hands and their feet before they go into the temple and perform. And he's going to show us the fellowship offering. And when we go out in the world, we do touch the world. And uh, we have to uh, come to terms with the things that we touch, the things that we are involved in, the things that uh, go on around us that may not be even actions of sin of ourselves, may not be uh, things that we actively have done that uh, were rebellious against God, may not be anything about our sin nature. We just deal with troubles, the struggles, the death, uh, the the destruction of the world all the time. We deal with it all the time. And when you're touching the world, you're touching the struggles of people. And in order to really have fellowship with God, you got to deal with your sin nature, but you don't really have to do that. God does. God atones for it and fixes it. You have to deal with your own personal rebellion, your own decisions, your own in your own life that you that you decide to do that are outside the will of God. You got to do that. That's for sure. But you also need to deal with the issues that you touch out in the world. And as an attorney and as a, a person that's out in the world with you regularly dealing with issues of life, we touch a lot of things that are struggles, a lot of things that are problems, a lot of things that are difficulties. It's not saying that we shouldn't be doing that. We should. We were made to be like to the world. But we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to sometimes deal with the the emotions that come with that, the struggles that come with that, the anxiety that comes with that. And that you're out there all the time being light to the world. You wouldn't be watching this Bible study if you weren't regularly trying to wrestle with God and figure out who you are. You wouldn't be doing that. And if you're even the the likelihood of anybody who would spend any time watching this Bible study, listening to this Bible study, is that they are. Uh, being real with themselves and real with God. They really are. And they're 
seeking out and trying to find. And if you're that person, then you're out there in the world dealing with worldly problems, dealing with the problems of the people uh, that are in our community. And if you're doing that, then, well, you're touching the world. You're ministering in the world. And he says, you got to make a, you got to make a burnt basin. You got to let God, and remember the waters always picture uh, the cleansing of the Holy Spirit. And so you have the washer. He says, make a bronze basin with its bronze stand for washing. Place it between the tent of meeting and the altar and put water in it. All right. So what did you say? We're going to, we're going to put it right there near the altar and the tent of meeting. And uh, we're going to wash every time we enter the temple. And when his sons are wash their hands and feet uh, with uh, water from it. Notice, don't have to take a whole bath. They just need to wash their hands and feet. Why? Because they're dealing with, they're sacrificing the offerings that are being made for the people. They're sacrificing the morning and evening offerings. They're sacrificing offerings being bought, brought by the people. What are they doing? They're dealing with the sin of other people. They're dealing, they're not participating in it. They're dealing with it. And by the way, when you uh, minister to somebody, you're dealing with their troubles, their struggles, their sin. All the things that are all sin and all the things that result from sin. You're dealing with those things. And they got to clean them. They got to get clean from them. They got to get those things off of them. And you know, as well as I do, whenever you're dirty, you've been out working in the field, you've been out working in the yard, you've been out doing things that are grimy, maybe playing some ball, I don't know, hanging out. What do you want to do when you come in? If, you got, if you've been in the lake, what do you want to do when you come in? You want to take a bath. Why? Because you want to get that off of you. When you're dealing with other people's struggles, and we all are, if we're active, growing Christians, when we're dealing with other people's troubles, we're taking on their rhyme. Their struggles are our struggles. They're sin. And so we got to clean themselves. He says, whenever you enter the tent of meeting, they shall wash with water so that they will not die. Now, you go, how do you do this? It's a discipline. Uh, remember, when we go to worship, we got to do a couple of things. We got to, we need to praise God. That sets our heart and our mind in that recognition of who He is. We need to offer ourselves as sacrifices. We need to deal with our own sin nature, and we need to deal with our own rebellion. And then we need to, we need to allow the Holy Spirit to cleanse us. And that's a difficult thing, too. We need to come to terms with the things we struggle with, and not just our personal struggles, but the struggles we've done with other people. We've got to bring the issues, the weighty issues of our lives to God, and we got to let Him know the after, and bring those weighty issues of our lives to God. He takes our burdens, right? He says, come to me, you, all you are heavy, uh, weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What is he saying? Isn't it? I know you're filled up your wagon this week. And every believer who is out there being light to the world is going to come in with a full wagon. And God's going to, God's the type God who's going to handle your problems. I talked about this uh, a couple of weeks in, in, in my sermon uh, on Sunday morning, that the best way for you to get God handling your troubles is you start handling other people's troubles and he'll send the, he'll send the angelic host and the Holy Spirit to take care of your problems. And the reason he's going to do that is because you're an asset to him in the world and he needs to, he needs to get your wagon emptied so you could fill it up with others and bring them to him. 
And that's an important thing we got to do. We got to come to terms with the things we're thinking. I was even when I was coming in here today, thinking about this Bible study, thinking about some of the events that have happened recently and some of the things that I see people wanting to do and wanting to be a part of. And and in, in my own heart, not necessarily just strongly desiring to get in the middle of any of it and not willing to be right in the middle of it and realizing that that those people, this is a great opportunity for them to minister. And they're wanting, they're desiring to do that. God's given me many opportunities to minister and they're wanting to minister. And I should not be upset with them wanting to and desiring it because when we're out there and we're serving God, we're looking for a place to, to be a part of his kingdom. We're looking for a place to grab hold and put and be a part of helping others in their lives. And I was even thinking about that, even as I I sat down and God said, others want to be a part. And, and I think it's fabulous that you're in a position where you're doing a lot, but let those folks do it. And I think that's really, really a part of it. God gives you perspective. He allows you to see how people are and, and how they're struggling with themselves and how they're struggling with other people's issues. And uh, you begin to have a lot of grace for people when you wash in the water. You begin to have a whole lot of grace for people when you've dealt with their struggles and their troubles and you wash in the water. And that's the whole point of this is we're to be washed by the Spirit. And we do that so that we will not get sick. We won't die. And you go, well, what does that got to do anything to do? I, I have a, a strong feeling that illness and sickness and a lot of the physical troubles that we have I think science goes it will prove this and does prove it that a lot of the physical troubles you have are from the stress and the struggles of your life, and so uh, allowing the Holy Spirit to take that burden off, oftentimes I think makes you healthy. Uh, in fact, the Word of God is a health to a whole man's body. It's and and the Holy Spirit's work in our lives strengthens us and makes us whole. And yeah, it's something that's something you ought to be a part of and you ought to be doing. He says also when they approach the altar to minister by presenting a food offering to the Lord, they will wash their hands and feet so that they will not die. Notice these are peace offerings. The food offerings are peace offerings. They're not bread offerings. They're food offerings. They're fellowship offerings and they're offerings of peace. And when we come in to offer these offerings of peace, we need to allow the Holy Spirit to uh, cleanse us. And you need to allow that to happen in the worship service. When you're singing, we're not just going through the ritual of singing. And so many times uh, we do that. I know I do it myself and you do. And you're missing out if you're not letting the Holy Spirit to really deal with your heart while you're singing. When you're singing to God, it's just you and him. And the Holy Spirit is beginning to clean you and wash you and prepare you for all that God has for you. And so you shouldn't miss out on that. You should take that time each week. And that's why it's so important not to miss being in the presence of God, because in the presence of God, there's healing, there's hope, there's victory, and there's cleansing. And for many of us who are out there serving God each and every day, we've got to have that. He says, this is to be a lasting ordinance for Aaron and his descendants. Man, this is for the priesthood. This is work of the priesthood. And we are a kingdom of priests, and he's made us that. And we have access to the throne room of heaven. And if we're going to be doing this on a regular basis each and every day in our lives, we got to clean off the world. And that's not anything you've done wrong. That's just the troubles of this life and the troubles that you've oftentimes taken on. We got to get clean during the worship service so that we're prepared and refreshed and ready to be the kingdom of God each and every day. I pray that'll be the case for you. I expect that will be the case for you. 
And I, I, I am looking forward to seeing more and more people becoming the kingdom of God, not just in their own heart, but the kingdom of God in the lives of others so that we might heal, we might grow, and we might become all that God has for us as a church, as a people, and as a people. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.